Welcome to Spiritual Alchemy, developing your higher consciousness with Erica Aleniak. That is such a superhero intro. I really love that music. So, hello, and thank you so much for joining me here at Spiritual Alchemy, developing your higher consciousness with me, your host, Erica Aleniak, for episode four. I'm super excited to talk to you today um, about the topic of choice, which is, drumroll please, choice. And it's, um, it's going to be a, a full episode because I find it difficult to talk about choice and not include talking about gratitude. So hang on with me and let's, uh, let's settle in and get ready for this new ride. Um, Let's kick it right off with a question that I have been asked. I have a daughter who's 14, but when she was little, she asked me if I was ever a superhero, what would my superpower be, right? Have you ever been asked that by a child or even another adult, right? Um, What do we think of? We think of invisibility or reading minds or super strength. Okay, well, I firmly believe that we here on this planet are in the world, but not of it. I believe that we are spiritual beings in human costumes, if you will, having a human experience, okay? And one of the things that we are given is a major gift of choice. So... A lot of people who follow the Bible knows that Jesus said, I'm in this world, but not of it, and that you've been given free will. Okay, so for me, from a metaphysical standpoint, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, and we are given the gift of choice. And so that is our superpower. Okay, Um, I don't know if, you know, we're never taught that we have this gift of choice. In fact, just the opposite, because how many times have you heard or uttered the words yourself? Well, I don't have any choice. I didn't have any choice in the matter. I had to do what I had to do. I didn't have any choice. Okay. We always have a choice. Always. Now, let me be careful. I I don't want to ever put anyone off or offend anyone, you know, where there are some very serious situations, life or death situations, and we make decisions, you know, based on whatever the circumstances are. But it's still a choice. Whatever it is that we decide to do, and not deciding, by the way, is still a choice. And this 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 one word, this this word choice, the ability to choose how we react or we respond is so powerful. I don't want to say it's everything, but if you think about 24 hours in a day, how many decisions do you make? How many choices do you make in a day that you don't even think about or recognize as choices, what you're going to have for breakfast, whether you're going to go the scenic route to work or whether you're just going to get there quickly? Um, You're going to wear the red shirt or the blue shirt. I mean, we make choices all day long and we don't realize what our choices can do for us in terms of manifesting the life that we want to live. So 
I mean, this is such a big, 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 big topic. One of the things that I always found so interesting when I was teaching acting to um, teens in rehab as a means of therapy, um, that was a really hard one for them. And I get it. I mean, these kids, first of all, for an adult, the concept can be very, very difficult when difficult circumstances that you didn't ask for are thrust upon you, you feel trapped and you feel like you have no choices, okay? So for a teenager whose brain is still developing, 15, 16 years old, who have been taken out of their life, and some of them literally pulled out of their bedrooms in the middle of the night for intervention that are in crisis mode, um, either battling addiction or behavioral issues, um, to be told by someone who comes in weekly for group that they have a choice, even in their circumstances, in the lockdown facility, that they have choices. I'm sure they wanted to shank me <laughs> because I think they, they, I know they were just so angry. And I, so we broke it down like this. No, you may not have consciously chosen, okay, to be in that facility. However, decisions that you made prior to led you there. That's one thing, okay. Um, without going too much into our past about choices and consequences let's just stay in the moment so the argument being i'm in a lockdown facility i've been kidnapped out of my life i am told what time i have to wake up i have one menu i don't get to choose it's whatever they serve i have to go to group therapy then i have to go to the classes they tell me i do not have any choices so i would say sure you do because how do you want this experience to go for you do you want to get healthy? Do you want to learn? And some of these facilities were amazing in that they offered things that some of the kids would never, ever have or may not have at their current home. The opportunity to learn surfing lessons, music, art, yoga. I mean, pretty great. So um, not to minimize anything, any of the pain, any of the hardships, but, you know, you could choose to AWOL, which some kids did. So that means run away, and then you're caught, and then the police come, and then you may go to a different lockdown facility with less nice, you know, opportunities. Or you can choose to dive in to the work and actually take advantage of some of the opportunities that were given to you. Try to make maybe a new friend. Try to view yourself. You know, I could go on and on with the possibilities, but the point being, you have choices. Even in a lockdown facility, you have choices. So, so that's if you're in a tough circumstance, right? Reacting or responding. Well, as human beings, come on, don't get me started about carpool people. So, reaction, right? Knee jerk. Someone cuts you off or pisses you off in the grocery store or takes all the toilet paper with, you know, this coronavirus going on right now, we can react or we can take a second or maybe 10 seconds, take a deep breath, step back and think about what it is that I want to convey in this moment and then how I'm going to do that. That's called responding. So that's the difference between reacting and responding. You know when you get in a fight with maybe your significant other 
I'm super emotional. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So for me, I want to fix it. I want to talk about it. I want to do it now, 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 now. Well, you know, a lot of hurtful things get said. A lot of hasty decisions get made when you're in the heated emotional moment. And what I'm trying to learn in my life is to take a step back, take a break, take a moment, look at whatever my circumstances are, and respond. Um, emails can come to you, you know, the same thing that can, you know, business or something heated or, and you just, you know, you just respond really quickly. But I don't know about you when I've allowed myself to take a deep breath, make a different choice, step back, wait a day. Often my mind changes, my own mind. So after you've had some time to kind of consider things, oh my gosh, I would probably say at least half the time, maybe 60, 40, maybe even more than that, your mind changes. So thank goodness you didn't send the email you were going to send. You know, a good thing to do in that case, by the way, if you're really feeling emotional and you want to react rather than respond, if there's a way that you can do it, like writing can be very cathartic. Write the email. Don't accidentally send it. Just write it. Get it out. Talk to the person that you're mad at in the car by yourself. Who cares? Um, you know, there are ways that you can still get those emotions out without actually reacting. Okay, so that's part of choice making. So another way, if you're in a tough circumstance, right? We all are. We all go through ups and downs, in my humble opinion. That's why we're here as spiritual beings, to evolve, to learn, to do better, and better and better and better and better and better and pay it forward and, and pass on what we know. So one of the fastest ways to creating happiness for yourself is through gratitude. And so th- this really could be an episode and might be all on its own at another time. Um, but I think that choice and gratitude, absolutely, it's difficult to talk about one without talking about the other. So it's pretty easy to make choices that serve other people, that make your life better um, when things are going well, right? It's easy because you're happy. But when things are tough um, and we're feeling or facing challenges, how do you choose wisely? How do you make good choices? How do you, when you're not feeling that? Well, one of the fastest ways to feeling better is through gratitude. So let's take a minute and look at gratitude for a minute. You know, it's hard when you're in a circumstance and, you know, for instance, you don't have enough financial um, support to get you through your month. And someone says to you, well, you know, there are people starving all over the world and they give you, and this man only has one leg. And I mean, they give you all these difficult scenarios that other people are experiencing. Absolutely. Uh, There's always someone who has it worse. But I'm going to be human here. It's all relative to each of our own experiences. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to feel the pain or the pinch or, you know, you say prayers for other people and always try to serve other people. But when you're going through what you're going through, it still sucks. It doesn't make me feel any less pain knowing that someone's hungry. You know, it doesn't. So how do we get in a good place? Well, with gratitude, 
I feel like it's a real, it can be a real process, right? So one of my idols, who I think should be literally sainted, um, is Oprah Winfrey. I think she has done, uh, I don't know how many lifetimes of good, honestly, in her one lifetime, this lifetime, for so many people. I myself included have benefited from her spiritual insight and um, generous heart. Just, uh, I grew up watching Oprah, and I've been introduced to so many different authors and ways of being and philosophies and practices um, all through Oprah. So thank you, Oprah, if you ever, 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 ever hear of this little tiny podcast. You never know. You never know. Um, she taught me and millions of other people, I'm sure, the art of gratitude journaling, Okay. Gratitude journaling. I did this for four years consistently, four years, and then it got a little burnt and I had to mix it up. But even if it was four o'clock in the morning when I got home, I don't do that anymore, by the way. Anyway, um, I would pick up that pan in my bed and gratitude journal. So what does that mean? Well, when you write in a journal about the things that you're grateful for, you know, we, what, what's our first thing that we think about, right? We think about the people in our lives. We think about the fact that we're breathing in our house. So we go through that, but how do we mix that up? Because I don't know about you. I'm grateful for those things every day. So how do we expand our gratitude and let it fill us up? You got to put on different lenses. You got to really, really, really look around you. Little things right now. I'm in my car. As you guys know, I like to podcast from my car. Um, Oh, my gosh. Okay, literally, as I said that, there's a little bunny rabbit, which is so cute. And there are all these gorgeous birds that have um, really crazy colors, blue and yellow bellies. And I can just seriously look around and get grateful. This is stunning. Okay, so I am grateful for the bunny rabbit on the road. I am grateful for the vivacious, crazy colored birds. Those kinds of things. They don't just have to be big and monumental. So, but here's what happens. And here's the beauty of when you start making yourself do this gratitude journaling every day, at night, at the end of your day, perhaps, or in the beginning, if you want to start your day that way, at the end of the day, obviously, you have more that happened to you. So maybe you can do both. But also, too, I don't want it to be something that you wouldn't stick with. So whatever works for you. But write it all down, you guys. And then what happens is you start even unconsciously training your brain to start seeing wonderful things in your life. It's sort of a little sneaky back door. So when you start, I'm grateful for the leaves. I'm grateful for the food we had today. I'm grateful for that cupcake my coworker brought me. I'm grateful for the new shoes I got. I'm grateful for you know, whatever it is for you right, on the big level, on a small scale, but you start writing everything down that you can think of. Okay, boom, then you close your book, and you do it again, and you do it again. What starts happening to you when you get up in the morning? Without even thinking about it, you guys, you start looking for things in your life that are wonderful. Okay, what did we talk about? So, in our last episode, if you were able to join us, episode three, we talked about focus. What we focus on grows bigger. This is all tied in together. So if you start looking for things to be grateful for, guess what? Your brain starts just automatically seeing them. Well, now you're kind of filled up 
because you feel happier. You just do. It's absolutely like a natural next step when you start looking for things to be grateful for and you start filling up those pages in your mind. The universe gives you more things to be grateful for. Okay? So when you're choosing to think good thoughts, to work on the things that you want in your life, all of that can start with an attitude of gratitude, right? I got to work with Robert Easton, who's no longer with us, but he was the pretty much foremost teacher um, for dialect coaching. And I got to work with him. He worked with all the amazing Hollywood greats. And I got to work with him on the Beverly Hillbillies. Believe it or not, it wasn't just a, a twang that we did. It was actually a really specific accent to a certain area in Arkansas. But he was so positive. He taught me so much. I wish I brought my old script book with me because I wrote down the stuff that he said. He would say things like, always keep it on the sunny side of the dial have an attitude of gratitude. You know, the seeds that we plant, it's like a garden. And those positive thoughts grow um, into something bigger. And and that's, you know, I'm not saying it right. <laughs> I am not doing Robert Easton any service. He was an amazing man, though. And he really did teach me about this attitude of gratitude. So that's how you start. Okay? We started with making good choices and making positive choices and the power in your choice your superpower is to choose is my glass half empty or is it half full the choice is mine how i want to look at it how is that going to affect my day you guys if my glass is half empty oh man i got poverty consciousness now i'm poor me and what am i going to do now all of a sudden i'm extra thirsty I mean, literally, if I shift my thinking and the choice for me is my glass is half full, this is fantastic. I have plenty to last me. And I'm so grateful, by the way, that I have water. So, I mean, it's a shift, right? With gratitude and good choice making, what you're actually doing is setting yourself up, though, for more goodness. This isn't just because you're going to be a do-gooder and put out good energy, which you are, by the way. But you, you see that the universe, as we talked about, being a big mirror, is going to bring this stuff back to you. So this is how you start training yourself to be in a position to receive your good. So I always thank the universe for all the good that I'm receiving so that I can give more good. It's like this circle of reciprocity, right? It's reciprocal. You give out, you get in. You give out, you get in. So choice and gratitude, they go hand in hand. And my gosh, you guys, they will shape your life. What do you want? Back to that again. You know, we're going to uh, talk more about manifesting and, and, um, and even all of this, though. You know, if you were able to join me from the beginning, we talked about first, recognizing how special you are. Second, every single day is filled with infinite potential because it's never happened before. It's magical. Honestly, you can do with it whatever you want. Third, be still, be present. That's where everything is created, right? And focusing, focus, 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 focus. What are you focusing on? And now choice. Your superpower is choice. You have so much power given to you 
every day that you get to wake up and you're breathing and your eyes are open, start it off in an attitude of gratitude and it will help you make good choices. Really, really better choices. And the universe is hearing you going, ah, look at, look at Sally. She is thanking me, in essence, for all these wonderful things in her life. So I'm going to give her some more. Right? That's how it goes. I am proposing, you know, I like my challenges. I would like for you, if you would, start to start uh, gratitude journaling. You can, I like, you know, I'm a Libra. I like to get pretty things if I can, and I'd like to buy a pretty journal with sparkly bling, and that's just me. Um, because it just makes it more fun and more exciting to do the journaling. But it doesn't matter if you're writing on a napkin, okay? Whatever works for you, but just start. If it's really hard for you, start with three things. Then increase to five things. Get it all out. Maybe the next day, you know, as you kind of start to train yourself to do this, it becomes easier for you. And like I said, guys, it's not just big, global peace. And, you know, it, it can be you found the missing sock that you've been looking for for a week. I am really grateful to find that sock. Okay? It goes with my outfit. Perfect. The person that smiled at you in the elevator or gave you a nice compliment. That felt really good. I'm so grateful for that. So start. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. The universe hears you. Okay? Now, the quote that I want to give you is from another wonderful and incredible spiritual leader, Eckhart Tolle, um, who has so many wonderful books, The Power of Now. Um, oh, just incredible books if you want to check him out. Eckhart Tolle. So the quote for today's episode is acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for abundance. I love that one. One more time, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for abundance. And that's because the universe is that mirror and is going to give it right back to you. So, that's a lot. Choice, gratitude, gratitude journaling, responding, not reacting. Some things, some food for thought, some stuff to think about. I wish you guys an amazing day, an amazing week. Um, thank you, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And um, I'm very grateful for you tuning in. And, uh, yeah, I'm here, and I can't wait to... Um, do the next one together. All right. Happy journaling.